Hi, this is Chase Masterson from Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Hi, folks, and welcome to Treks in Sci-Fi. This is Rico, your host for the weekly Trek and Sci-Fi Podcast. This week will be podcast number 241 for August the 23rd, 2009. This show is going to be a little different. We're going to do one of our uh, kind of... uh, well, sort of usual or regular Skype calls. I got together with some friends yesterday over Skype. We talked about summer movies and television and all kinds of fun things. So that's going to be coming up as the majority of today's show uh, for Treks in Sci-Fi. I did want to say that uh, we talk about a few recent movies and a little bit on TV and things. If you're not to maybe caught up on this or maybe some of these summer movies you haven't seen, There may be a couple of uh, slight spoilers. Uh, I don't think we give away anything major, but I just wanted to mention that here at the top of the show. So uh, you have been warned. (laughs) And uh, let's get started. I wanted to also say after the musical intro, you will hear uh, Vartok's second part to his uh, topic that he had last week on uh, From Earth to the Moon, the music segment that he had for last week's show. So that'll be coming up first, and then we'll get right into the Skype call here on Treks in Sci-Fi. A British tar is a soaring soul, as free as a mountain bird. His energetic fist should be ready to resist a dictatorial word. Sing, Wolf, sing. His nose should pant, and his lips should curl. His cheeks should flame, and his brow should furl. His bosom should heave, and his heart should glow. And his fist be ever ready for a knockdown blow. His nose should pant, and his lips should curl. His cheeks should flame, and his brow should furl. His bosom should heave, and his heart should glow. And his fist be ever ready for a knockdown everyone, this is Bartok again with another Music in Sci-Fi segment. Today I'm going to complete my two-part segment about the Apollo program using the music from the 1998 12-part HBO miniseries From the Earth to the Moon. Even though the original series aired in 1998, you should try to pick up the 2005 remastered version. By the way, the series won an Emmy and a Golden Globe Award for the best miniseries of 1998. Once again, I led in with the theme music for the series, because it inspires, in me, the emotion of man's continual search to collectively rise above our normal lives to something special. The executive producer for the miniseries was Tom Hanks, with co-producers including Ron Howard, Brian Grazier, and Michael Bostick. The entire production crew did an absolutely amazing job in putting this three-year, $65 million effort together. Everything from the visual effects to selection of the cast and crew.
Tom Hanks wanted to stay true to the facts and tell the inside stories that had never been told. Their goal was, as much as possible, to make it feel like you were right there, up close, witnessing the adventure firsthand. And believe me, they did a credible job of making it all seem so real. When I was growing up, I only got to experience the Apollo mission by means of newspapers, grainy black and white video from space, and the special newscast from Walter Cronkite. You never really felt like you were there. It all seemed so distant. In the miniseries, for scenes on the moon, for example, they built a three-quarter acre moon set, perhaps the largest ever built as of that date, using 3,500 tons of dirt and 2,000 tons of pulverized granite. The Apollo mission was the third in a series that started with the single-man Mercury program, followed by the two-man Gemini program. It wasn't until Apollo 7 that astronauts actually flew on board the 360-foot-tall, six-and-a-quarter-million-pound machine, flying in near-Earth orbit, testing out the command module. Apollo 8 flew to and orbited the moon. However, the lunar excursion module, or LEM, was not yet available. With the LEM finally available, Apollo 9 flew in near-Earth orbit, testing out the first LEM, which was named Spider. Of the Apollo missions, Apollo 1 ended in tragedy with the launch pad fire that killed Gus Grissom, Ed White, and Roger Chaffee. And of course, Apollo 13 narrowly avoided disaster after an explosion of an oxygen tank. However, the rest were brilliant successes and the program spurred advances in many areas of technology. A total of 841 and a half pounds of moon rock were returned to the Earth, compared to 0.66 pounds total for three of Russia's Luna robotic craft that returned to Earth. And now, the answer to the question I posed earlier in part one as to how did Tom Hanks' production of From the Earth to the Moon make it realistically appear that the men walking on the moon were only operating under one-sixth gravity? Well, once you hear the answer, you will say, of course, that makes sense. In order to lighten the astronaut actors, they tethered them to helium-filled weather balloons. Of the 24 men who flew to the moon, 18 are still alive today. Of those 24, 12 men walked on the moon and nine are still alive. All of those alive today are between 73 and 81 years old. Sadly, many of us do not really know their names all that well. Here is my chance to repeat their names, now and in our time. Apollo 8, which first orbited the moon, was flown by William Anders, Frank Borman, and James Lovell. Apollo 10, Tom Stafford, John Young, and Eugene Cernan, who said, we went to explore the moon and in fact discovered the Earth. Apollo 11, Michael Collins, Neil Armstrong, first man ever to walk on the moon, and Buzz Aldrin, second man to walk on the moon, and who coined the expression, 
Magnificent Desolation. Magnificent Desolation. How, what do you mean by Magnificent Desolation? Those are, well, the magnificence of mankind, humanity, reaching the point where we could put together an airplane, the Wright Brothers, and, and fly across the Atlantic, and now with rockets, go to the moon and land, and then we look out at where we are, and there's not a more desolate sight. It's not, it wasn't beautiful. It was unearthly, the black sky, the horizon curving away, the brilliance of the sun. Apollo 12, Pete Conrad, Dick Gordon, and Alan Bean, who walked on the moon and said, We trained for this our whole lives, and we got to stay just 33 hours. Apollo 13, James Lovell, Jack Swigert, and Fred Hayes. Apollo 14, Edgar Mitchell, Stuart Rusa, and Alan Shepard, who was cleared for the return to space flight 10 years after being the first U.S. man in space. Apollo 15, James Irwin, Al Warden, and David Scott who consulted big time for the miniseries. Apollo 16 was Ken Mattingly, Charlie Duke, and John Young. And finally, Apollo 17, Harrison Schmidt, Ronald Evans, and Eugene Cernan, who was the last man to set foot on the moon. Well, that's it for this music and sci-fi segment. However, before turning it back over to Rico, let me end on this last track, why some say the moon? Why choose this as our goal? And they may well ask, why climb the highest mountain? Why 35 years ago fly the Atlantic? Why does Rice play Texas? We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Incoming transmission, Captain. All right, everyone. Welcome to this edition of a Skype a Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Uh, we have, uh, I think, five or six of us here, some new people on the show. Today we're going to talk about uh, some of the summer movies that we've all seen, our opinions, what we liked, what we didn't like. Talk a little bit about TV on the Sifi 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 channel, or or anybody else on, on other networks uh, around the globe, because we have some people from the UK here today. And uh, so let's get started. Uh, we're gonna just go with introductions first, so everyone kind of knows who's on on with me and. You'll hopefully recognize some returning people and some new voices. Uh, we have, uh, I guess we'll say Shelby from the forum. 
I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce this Skype name of, of hers, so go ahead, Shelby. Hi, uh, I'm Shelby, and I live in Minnesota. All right, and uh, this is the first time I think you've been on with us, right? Yes. Good. Yeah, okay, we have Eric, who's been on before. Hello, this is Eric, uh, a.k.a. Ray1701 on the forum, calling to you guys from Louisville, Kentucky. All right, and uh, I've got uh, a friend of mine in real life, uh, old college roommate, coming to us live from Roy Oak, Michigan. Real life? Uh, what is real life? Oh, uh, those are the days. Yes, those were the days. Mark, hello. Hi, Mark, uh, from Roy Oak, Michigan, about uh, about 40 miles away from you. Oh, no, not that far, right? Okay, 30 miles, I don't know. Yeah, something like that. You're, you're way down south from me, so. Hmm. And we've got, uh, we've got Feathers from the forum on with us. Hello. Mike's still in London looking at a nice sunny evening sky. Good. And what, you'll be hearing a lot of his voice next week on his special podcast about the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Cool. Which, well, which that should be, be a lot of fun. And uh, it's uh, always a pleasure to uh, have, uh, have someone do another show and another uh, voice out on uh, the airwaves. I'll try and talk slowly for you. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. The, you know, you can always speed things up, right, and, or slow them down when you're playing these things back. So, And then we have a new, I think new to the, to the Skype call. Paul is with us. Evening, morning, uh, hello. This is Paul from Portland, Oregon. So uh, I've talked Sweet. with you, uh, yes, in the Pacific Northwest. I did the uh, Stargate podcast. Right, awesome. okay. And, of course, we have another voice here that you'll all recognize, Mr. Moyer. Hello. Hello, Rick. I'm from England. Hello, Rick. <laughs> Rick from England, Aberdeen, Scotland, actually. No, this is Rick from okay. Aberdeen, Washington. On the, in the Pacific Northwest, Paul. How cool is that? That is very cool. And we also have Tim with us. Keeping it real from the UK. Who's also another, he's uh, recently started his own podcast. Go ahead, pimp it. Do it. <laughs> do it, do it. Uh, it's just it's a podcast called Appy Times, which is, and it's all about um, those cheap and free applications for your fine iPhone or iPod Touch. Great. Uh, just nine episodes into it at the moment. It's, it's going well. Good, I, good, I, good. I, it's, it's, always, great, uh, it's a great podcast, and I've already downloaded several of those. It's always oh, uh, Rick, you're, you're too kind. <laughs> I'm serious. This is awesome. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I, it's always. I, I, I'm. You know, we've had that happen a few times. You know, people that were from uh, listening to Treks and Sci-Fi and maybe other podcasts, but whatever the reason is, I mean, it was the reason or one of the things that got me going a little bit doing this uh podcast originally i started to listen to a few other shows and said hey i could do that and uh you know now about four years later i don't know why i started but no, no. do you know do you know i said i said that i could do that and the most difficult thing <laughs> as i've said before is just talking into a headset with nobody around you it's it so is. unnatural it's very very tough yeah it, it is, is it, you you i i, I have no real I don't know, maybe good advice for that. After a while, it, it, it becomes less awkward. The trickiest part is is, is the, um, it depends on where you do it. See, I can kind of hide myself away down in the basement 
and I don't feel too embarrassed just talking to the air. Actually, I kind of stare at Yoda sitting here, this little Yoda figure that I've got. But uh, but I know what you mean, though. There, are, when I get it gets a little weird is when anyone comes down the stairs and they're trying to get something from the basement, and I'm I'm sitting here over in the corner talking. Then I start to feel a little self <laughs> self conscious, but. Hey, hang on, everyone. Watch I'm, you are, I'm, I'm Watch going you to are. try to add. It looks like uh, Tim is on, and I don't know if he wanted to join us, but I think he does. So I'm going to add him in if I can figure out again how to do it without dropping everyone else. Okay, that should do it, hopefully. Hey, Tim. So we have two Tims. We're going to have to figure out something about that one. But And we uh, got two Ricks. Well, you can call me Rico. That'll work for that one. Okay. Yeah. King Linkser, are you with us? Tim? Hello, Tim. Earth to Tim. Earth it's probably Tim. the constant, like, I don't have the audio He's set talking. on my, my head. He doesn't, have enough, he doesn't have enough power, Captain. Turn your mic on or up. All right, hello, well, hello. Hello, Tim. That's that worked. There, yeah. there you go. Hello. All right, nice. And we were just doing introductions, so quickly, Tim, tell us where you're from and everything. And it's everything. Tim and I'm from. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give you social security number, cell phone Sweet. number. That'd be good. Awesome. <laughs> Do you have any money at all or anything? I mean, we, we'll... we'll uh, yeah, I some money. Oh, you do? Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right, well, go ahead. Give me those numbers now. <laughs> it's, uh, no. <laughs> so you're up also in the northwest of the United States, correct? Yes, Tillamook, Oregon. So, it's not very uh, far from Paul. All right. Well, we've got a nice group here. All right. The, um, the well, let's talk about some movies, some things we've seen over the summer. Hopefully, some of these, I'll try to pick things. If there's something that's only one or two of us have seen, we'll skip over that quickly. I'm I'm shooting for things. We didn't really prep anything. I didn't send out it because I wasn't sure who was all going to be here. But let's start. We'll go back in the summer. I'm not going to go all the way to talk about Trek again. We all uh, we've oh. talked plenty about that movie, so we won't talk about that here right now. Uh, the the first one that I thought we'd talk about from back, uh, I guess, I think this came out in June. I thought we could talk a little bit about the second Transformers movie. I don't know how many people have seen that, but we can talk a little bit about it. Um, is that is that sound like a good one to start with? What what do people? Uh, let's see. Uh, everyone yell out who's who's actually seen it, or how many? Seen it. All right. Awesome. So, awesome. Okay. All right. Well, Mark, all right, why don't you start? Let's talk a little bit about what you thought about Transformers 2. Or was it even a 2? Or was it just Transformers Revenge just, of the Fallen? Yeah, uh, yeah, Fallen, Revenge, of the, Revenge of the Fallen. I, I thought it was great. I, it's just, I thought it was better than the first one. It just, it still just continued the story. And um, I like the relationship between uh, the two lead characters and basically in his relationship with Optimus. And, uh -huh. and it, was just, it was great. It was just, there was a lot of new characters. You know, Starscream was in this one now. Um, yeah. And he was always kind of a, kind of a rogue type, uh, um, not auto, no, Decepticon, but um, no, I mean the last, I mean it's just what well, we were talking about before. It's just becoming so seamless now in these movies. I mean you just can't tell, you know. Oh, what's the live, effects, what's, yeah. Yeah, it's just amazing what they're doing. I mean when we saw that, um, well we'll talk about we'll probably talk about District Nine too, but it's just amazing what they're doing with this stuff now. Yeah, it is. It is amazing that just you wonder like you know where is the you know where is the end of it or whatever i i guess especially when you're doing machines and that yeah. uh you know they're not you know we we could get into a side topic of the whole like you know when they've done try to do cgi type people 
you know, like that yeah. Beowulf movie and that kind of stuff. And then they've, uh, you know, there's been some other ones, but, but yeah, when you're doing machines and the, and that, I think it's 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 not like it's super easy, but I, I think they can do that and, and make it so it all blends together and the whole yeah changing from a truck to a whatever and all that stuff. But yeah, I, oh yeah, I, I'm just talking about the interaction between the live people who are real and, and the things that are not real. True. Um, right. 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 Yeah. It was. Uh, it it, I mean, it, it that, is more and more. You know, one of the things I thought was fun about that movie is they were able to just sort of get right into it. You know, you don't yeah. have to spend a lot of time, you There's know, no talking about, you know, what are the what are the Transformers or, or whatever. They just get kind of right. right into the story. So that that's the plus of uh, the second movie. Uh, who else has seen it that, that wants to comment about Transformers <laughs> or the whole franchise or whatever? Any Anyone that was really into the cartoons in that? Eric? I can. Or Tim? Yeah, I dug the... I dug the cartoon a lot when I was uh, okay. a kid. You well, know? Go ahead, go ahead, Eric. And the uh, the films were pretty cool. Uh, the second one was uh, a lot more enjoyable than the first, I think, mostly because of the fact that there was no setup. You just jump right into the action. I yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, another thing that uh, struck me as better was the fact that the uh, the fight scenes were easier to follow for me. They seemed less frenetic and less uh, jumbled. It was easier to tell what was going on. Yeah, especially that that one that they did in the uh, out in the woods. That that yeah, that, that was, part. That was yep. stuff. Yeah, that yep. was a great whole scene. That part, I thought, especially since there was some actual light, you could see what was going on. You know, sometimes they do some of those fights in the dark, and it gets a little hard to see. But that one, I loved. I have one question. I've not actually seen the film, but I do have one yeah. question. Yeah. Is there lots of gratuitous use of Megan Fox? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I don't know if you. Uh, yeah, there is. They took advantage of. They took advantage of it quite a bit. <laughs> I thought they did. Well, there's some running in slow motion. Is that what you mean by gratuitous, Tim? You know, I mean, there's uh, some. It's a yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. She's just. I. I you know that that whole thing could be again like a topic for itself as far as what really was did they really need her in there type of thing i mean what does she really you know there's a couple of things in the movie that she does besides you know the gratuitous <laughs> stuff but i i you know you could pick that well, one apart she... to the end of days and and i know i've read some stories and some articles and things and she was you know pretty much admits frankly that she's just eye candy in those movies and it's not a great great acting kind of role or anything so at least she knows what she's getting into <laughs> Go yeah, ahead, she, I I read the interview on that, and she said, "Yeah, I'm pretty much there for eye candy, and I will, and I'll just go with it." I I thought the movie was definitely an improvement on the second one. The fight scenes, as everyone said so far, were much easier to follow than the first one. Yeah, and uh, yeah. the only complaint I have is some of the secondary characters of were just kind of there, but you didn't know the names or anything. You that, mean the Transformers, kind of, Tim? The, the, you yeah, mean the, the Transformers? The Transformers. Yeah. Uh-huh. I kind of thought like that, too. They had way too many. Yeah, I felt that way a little, too. Especially those stupid little those little ones. Oh, the, the, oh yeah. The, the <laughs> yeah. two little ones that were just kind of there for comic relief, basically, which I could have completely yeah. done without. But Yeah, those kind of irritated me a little bit, too. It was okay yeah, for yeah. the first few what? times, but they just kept throwing them back in there. You know, it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, look at this. Isn't this funny? And I don't know. I just... It yeah, didn't really no. appeal to me. Maybe that's to appeal to the eight-year-olds in the audience or something. I don't know who it is, but <laughs> um, but yeah, there there are sometimes. I mean, I'm not really an expert on the Transformers, so I don't know all those different little characters. I don't even know. 
do you know Eric or anyone know are are those those two little comic relief guys in there? Are those really Transformers that were in the cartoons before? Uh, beats or me. Or... Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that. I, I remember think them at all. no, I don't. I remember watching the movie like half a year ago now, and I don't remember them being in there. So maybe, maybe not. I'd have to ask a friend who actually watched the original series. Yeah. Of Transformers. Hey Shelby, are you into this stuff at all? Did you see either of these movies? Um, I saw the first Transformers. I didn't see the second one yet. You so. had enough Megan Fox then? You didn't want to see any more gratuitous <laughs> Megan Fox? I don't let that phase me. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's funny, I was just reading an article today. Well, not really an article, but it was a, a, a column in a, in, a, in a magazine that I get, and they had a pretty interesting point, this person. It was a woman writing it, but she made the point, you know, a pic- everyone loves Pixar so much, which the, here's a, my good segue. We can talk a little bit about Up, their uh, their latest movie. But, you know, they do great stuff. I've loved their things and that. But they made a point that they don't really have a lot of female characters, and, and even if they do, they're not really ever the main characters in their, in their movies. So I, I thought that that was a fair comment you know and it's not just true about pixar movies of course that's kind of you know there are the movies that that put females in the kind of lead i mean there's been a few but you know in general it doesn't really happen a huge amount especially i don't know maybe in this kind of stuff sci-fi and fantasy uh maybe even more sometimes there it'll maybe look good occasionally but you know they seldom go, get a real strong part in it there's been a few exceptions of course yeah the the only one i can think of just off the top of my head was uh that eon flux with um charlie's theron well they did the uh, resident I, evil movies tomb raider you know there, there's been there's alien eight, what, about, aliens? what was that sorry aliens I, well, yeah. oh of course yeah, aliens, aliens yeah. and sigourney weaver i mean even in the first alien movie she she was like what the only one that survived right so yep. hey spoiler for 30 some years later <laughs> but Oh no, I've been spoiled. Well, they are going to go back and do a prequel, so, uh, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it was just a point. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'd never really thought about that in terms of, you know, some Pixar films. You know, they had The Incredibles and the mom in mm-hmm. that was, was in there a fair amount. But yeah, it was still kind of a little bit more about the guy, I thought, you know. Right. Uh, I liked what they did with Toy Story and the Toy Story 2 with, uh, with what's her name? Jesse. Jesse. That was great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they they try to do it, but you know it would be. I, I I have to say I agreed with what she had to say was it would be, you know, Pixar if anyone could do a movie that there was the you know a female as being the the main you know character of the film or something you know, Up could have almost gone the other way. They could have just flipped the whole thing. It could have been a woman right. that was left alone. Yep. I mean, it wouldn't have changed a lot. Although there's this stereotype i think of an old crotchety guy living alone you know that that kind of has just been around for a long time so i mean i loved the movie i thought it was great but uh you know maybe they should try to do that sometime who knows did anyone else see up what did you guys what'd you guys think of that anyway i i saw it too i thought it was one of the best better movies i've seen this year yeah uh i'm not gonna say it's my highest the highest rated movie i've seen because i still like uh have you seen Wally. a lot of their other stuff, Tim? Have you seen? Yeah, I've I've seen most, if not all, of yeah. Pixar's. Really, How'd you think really it ranked instance. with their other stuff? Was it was it up there for you with their other? It, it was <laughs> up there. Get it up, up there. Was up. Oh, <laughs> there I go again, doing things I don't have any idea of. Just it's just so seamless, so uh, unconscious. 
unconscious. Comic genius. Comic genius. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's Thank what you. it is. That's what it is. A little Just drum. A, a little drums there would work, Rick. Yeah, there we there go. go. Okay. <laughs> nice. We'll get that timing down right, within this. the next, you know, forty-five minutes or so. <laughs> We're here all week, folks. We're here all week. Um, Anyone else want to comment about Up or Pixar or anything? Um, yeah, I'd like to say they haven't even released it over in the, in, uh, the really? UK. Really? I had, no, I, I had no idea. I didn't know that. I, I thought that, that was... Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Oh. I thought they were pretty worldwide. I thought they were, you know, with huh. the, what they do. I thought they... Uh, do you guys have any idea what the how that works at all? Is it just sort of random? I thought more these days things were being released almost at about the same time, at least in the UK. Do you see uh, I, any I, patterns to it? Is it a studio thing? Is it Pixar? It's well, Star Trek was a bit of a fluke. I mean, that that was a, a, a you know a nation that was a national. Um, yeah, I know there've been a, right. Around. There've been a few movies that have tried as much as they could. Star Wars, I think, believed I tried. They tried to do that. Did they do that with Revenge of the Sith? I believe tried to almost have it come out at the same time everywhere in the world. I thought. I'm trying I to recall. It actually came out before. Uh... It came out in the U.S. It came out in a couple of other countries, actually. Yeah. So you we guys normally... haven't got up yet, okay? No, All right. no. Any other big, any other big summer movies that you haven't seen yet? Like, I mean, that haven't come through yet, like Transformers or Harry Potter or anything like that. Have they all shown up? Uh, District Nine, I think, came out this week. Did it, Mike? Don't no, I haven't seen the. I haven't read me Odeon email yet to find out. I think it did. I think it was on there, but I haven't seen it. Okay. But probably uh, for the most part, you've gotten most of the stuff we've seen this summer. Then, yeah, mostly. Okay, all right. Yeah, mostly. I mean, when I'm I'm waiting for up to just to take the kids and do that sort of thing, but we haven't. Uh, yeah, and you know, the, the, we haven't had the chance for that one yet. And there really weren't, uh, at least here, I didn't notice. It didn't seem as as many this summer as there have been in the past. There didn't seem like there was a, a lot of real what I'd call you know kid type films like that this year. So without up, mm -hmm. I, that's kind of surprising. I mean, there were a couple other, I don't know, Ice Age nine and a half or whatever they're up to. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've, I've seen that one. Yeah, and and then was there something else? I think it was in the spring though. That that monster that alien monster movie. Yeah, that was more like March oh, or so, wasn't it? April. That was definitely kids. That was yeah. Definitely oh, they're coming out with uh, Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs here soon. If they haven't yep. already, I can't remember. No, that's coming out. Uh, September sometime. Well, there's another one oh, called yeah. Nine, I think, is it? Is it about these little aliens? It's called Nine, oh, I, I think. That's some kind the of Timothy Burton movie? Is it Tim Burton? It's animated, it kind of. It's it's Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that looks really good. They got something coming out shortly, if not this weekend, called Shorts. Yeah, I've heard about that. I haven't. I don't know that much about it. Do you know anything about that, Paul? I Who have the no swords? idea. But it is a kids kind of film. It, it, well, it's advertising is all kids on the front on the ads. So okay, all right. May this world be with you. Yeah. There's another Alien movie. It's like Aliens in the Attic or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think yeah. That, I'm trying trying to remember the main woman actor who's doing it. That's the lady from uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, yeah. Yeah, I came Doris Roberts or Doris, Doris Roberts. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Never liked that series. <laughs> I've only seen a few of those. I never really. Oh, Frank! <laughs> Frank was the only thing that made me watch it. <laughs> oh, he's... He, that was my grandpa right there, man. That's everybody's grandpa. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, the uh, let's let's talk uh, let's talk about Harry Potter. I I I've loved the books. I've loved the films. I I, I really enjoyed the last one. I think they uh, they do a great job with those. I won't say too much because I think I've talked about it a little bit before after I saw it. But anyone uh, that would like to talk about that that uh, that has seen the latest uh, Harry Potter film, can I comment first? Yeah. Yeah, Tim, uh, go, go for I, it. I saw it on the way home from Rick's house, <laughs> funny enough, and uh, I don't know why. I I was disappointed for some reason, and I I talked it over with my uh, family later who had seen it, I don't know when, before or after me, and I think my main problem was is they really... Uh, is this a spoiler-free thing? Well, well, I'll throw something at the very beginning, Tim, so go ahead. I'll, I'll just say okay. at the very beginning, we're going to talk about movies and TV, and, and we may reveal things, so you're, you're, you're clear. Okay, uh, my main problem was they changed the fight scene at the end. I felt it was really pointless for the four Death Eaters to come in and just see Albus die. That, that to me, didn't make any sense because they didn't yeah. have any fight sequence. It seemed like... They were, they were his just honor there. guard that, yeah, that didn't make any point. It's like, okay, why couldn't he just go and kill Albus at the beginning of the movie? I mean, what was really stopping him other than getting sick? Well, I, I was one of the... Go ahead, Shelby. Did you have something on, on that? Well, or? actually, I had read an article that the reason that they did that was because they're going to have another fight, big fight scene at the end of the next movie. So they didn't want to end both of them the same way. And so what they did is they changed it and they moved that uh, um, fight scene at the at Ron's parents house and use that instead and then they kind of just let it go like he said with just mm. death eaters there and that's why they did it I mean whether it was right or not it's another thing I can understand yeah. that a little except I'm kind of with Tim it was you know after you've read the book and that it, oh yeah there there oh, is yeah. there's a lot more emotion and stuff in that scene and everything that happens because it's just basically it's harry sort of there hiding a little at one point and then it's yeah. it's snape and dumbledore that's it and and yeah, there, it, there's a reason she wrote it like that and I, I i'm with you tim i mean i don't really i didn't see the point of them you know i was like turning to lynn when we saw it and i was like this isn't the way it was or why why did they do yeah, that it felt it felt very melodramatic to me in a way because it was like okay we get all these guys and then we all leave and really, the, what I really wanted to see was the interaction between Snape and Harry after Dumbledore is killed. And to me, that felt very forced, I guess, and very... Short. Short. There we go. Short. And it's like, he could have done... The actor for Snape could have done so much more, and it felt very kind of just, that, we're going to do this, and that's it. it just there, the, the drama there wasn't there for me. And that really made the movie overall disappointing because it was just... I was waiting for all this, this suspense, I guess, or something, the whole drama behind it, and nothing happened. It was just kind of like, I leave the theater, I'm like, eh, it was just a visual thing. Yeah, I, then it, the only thing I, like, I'm not sure of, and maybe, you know, somebody else, if you want to chime in, the, the only thing I thought about after that, and I kind of still agree with what you're saying, was that I wonder what a person who didn't know what was coming, how they would have reacted to that whole scene. If you had somehow stayed in some kind of bubble and never heard what was coming in this, you know, even if you haven't read the book, 
that stuff gets out pretty much and that book is like what four or five years old now something like that mm-hmm. so yeah i'm just wondering how how that scene would have seemed yeah i mean i agree when i read the read it in the book i mean that was that was pretty powerful and when i first read the scene but in the movie it was like eh you know so yeah, yeah when i read the book i couldn't believe it i was in shock for I like thought for sure it was just a big thing. somehow no no I all I kept saying was like no no this is some kind of a, a trick or something but yeah joke haha ha, you got us yeah you know, but no, Shelby did you have something, the next book. something there Shelby well, they, they also cut out the uh, funeral scene at the end where Dumbledore you see Dumbledore's um, uh, memorial that he has and that plays a big part in the next movie but they totally didn't show anything about it. they just showed, showed the phoenix so they do do a lot of trimming in this yeah i'm yeah. wondering if they yeah. did a scene there that may show up like on a dvd or or even perhaps maybe they'll have a little bit at the very beginning of the next one because the next one they're going to do actually you know they're doing two movies and and out of yeah. one book so maybe they'll be able to had that a little bit and but you're yeah. right i know what you mean yeah. yeah and they and i agree i mean snape is a great character and to see him and harry face off was that was a big thing most people i i was looking forward to it and it was kind of flat yeah and and i miss seeing you know snape i thought they needed him they needed to show more this is again i'm not going to say anything because this could you know you needed to see a little bit more of his face. You needed to see him in this movie a little bit more, some places during it, to get a little bit better feeling for his character, I thought. I, I just thought he was underused in the movie. I mean, I enjoyed the movie. I know they, they have to trim a lot of stuff, but I, I, you know, Alan Rickman especially, he just does such a good job with that character, and I miss seeing him. Uh, you know, he pops up a couple times, and that's about it, you know. Yeah, I agree. That, that was the that was the other thing from the book is I was supposed to be Harry just constantly after Snape, constantly after uh, Malfoy, and that was very under underused to me. It seemed like yeah, a little bit right. Well, and the whole thing about the Half Blood Prince, even you know, with the 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 title of it and and searching right for next. who who that was, they they kind of it doesn't really get you know covered very much in the movie, a little bit, but not much. And then they change where Ginny's the one who hides the book. That didn't work for me much at all. I I think they did that to intensify the relationship, as it were. But mm, yeah, no. Anyone else about um, Harry Potter, the the film? What you guys thought? Uh, are there other ones that you know that have read the books or not read it? It'd be nice. I'm if... one of the uh, I'm one of the weird folks that hasn't read the books yet. But uh, you've seen the movies, make Eric. That, make that too. Yeah, I've seen the uh, I've seen the movies, and I, I thought it was pretty pretty decent. It was darker than I expected. Had you seen, or I'm sorry, had you what I was talking about a few minutes ago? Did you know what was yeah, coming? I, oh, I knew you it was knew. Good. Yeah, I, okay. I'd seen it on the internet and everything, so I kind of knew what's going to happen. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I didn't ha- go ahead. Uh, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean they're really good to watch. I mean the biggest thing that I like about these movies is is they've been able to keep really the same actors and characters all together and they've kept them coming out pretty regularly and you know it's nice to see that development you know it would have been hard if all of a sudden they had to have used a new set of actors you know they had a too long of a leg and all of a sudden these kids were like looking you know a lot older all of them still look pretty young and can still think the thing that struck me the hardest in the theater was the fact that it, it seems to uh, to me that a lot of the kids that are watching these movies, it's like they're Star Wars. I mean, the, the reactions I was getting from the crowd uh-huh. kind of reminded me of how I reacted when I was watching the uh, 
the Star Wars films as a kid. Yeah, like the originals. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a quick question: How many more books are there anyway? There's only one. It's just one. one. Okay. There's one, but it's 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 big, and you know it's the final book. So they've they've decided to film. Uh, they're filming it all together, but they're going to split it and release it in two movies. And and the last I heard, one would come out. I believe a year from this fall, like fall of 2010, and then the last half of it, the other part would come out like that spring summer. So you'd you'd have to wait like six nine months or something between. It wouldn't be a huge wait because they're gonna film them all together. But it's one it's one book, and it's the final, of course, book. So they want to have time. Where they're gonna split it? I'm sorry. What was that, Mike? I always wonder where they're going to split it on that one. But, uh, yeah, I, I think, I the, you know, I, I'm not going to say anything because that, that one, you know, I don't want to give anything really away. But I think there's a place in that book that you can split it myself. I think there there's a couple places, actually. I mean, they've, they have said that that's a tricky thing to do. Um, but I think if you know you've got another one, they haven't kept it really quiet. I mean, they've made that pretty clear. So if everyone knows, you're going to get another one. And since they're filming them, they may even do the trick that they've done with a few movies. And you may even get a few some kind of a clips or previews at the end of perhaps the, that movie for the next one. Maybe. I don't know. Um, just a guess. But, yeah, they've uh, they've done pretty well with them. They're making it, you know, big, big money. So uh, <laughs> they there was people that were saying that they were going to do two movies just because that's double the money, you know. They make kind of one big <laughs> filming of it all. And uh, I, I, I still guess i mean i don't know how contracts work i'm guessing they still pay these people maybe they pay them as two separate movies i i would think the actors and all that i, I guess even if you're filming them all at one time well so, is the last is the last book that complicated they really probably need to do it in two well the answer is is you could you could still cram it all into one movie probably it would have been maybe even yeah. longer than the others they they could have right. And you just I mean, have to cut a lot of stuff out, you know. There would just. I mean, be yeah, we we sat for three and a half hours through Lord of the Rings. I mean, if they want to do a three and a half hour Harry Potter. Yeah, I think they'd rather do like a two or a two and a half hour one and just do two of them, though. I think. Yeah. I mean, well, I, yeah. plus, like, yeah. like you said, they might be they might try to bring some other things from the last from this book from the Half Blood Prince into the last movie. Maybe into this maybe movie. a little just to sort of make them blend a little more, yeah. perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Anything else on Harry Potter? At all? She's... I've not seen any of them at the cinema. You just watch them all on, on rental? Yeah, I've, I've, I, to be honest, I couldn't see what all the fuss was about. They're, they're pretty good films. Okay, but... Tim, there are people knocking on your door now. I know. You know J.K. I know. Rowling <laughs> is like... She... There's like, isn't it, doesn't it, how does it go over in the UK right now? Is it J.K. Rowling and then the, then the Queen just under her? Or which way is it now? Or, you know, as far as, you know, who you would, you know jump in front of a car for or whatever <laughs> you know I, I you know but i know what you mean it, it's it's a certain kind of you know it's a fairy tale kind of you know or whatever i mean that's it, and it, it, i think some people are into it and some aren't and it's just all it's the, just the kind of stuff that you like i guess yeah well, i mean i enjoy I, them don't get me wrong but i wouldn't go to the cinema to see them and yeah uh, okay so i don't even one thing i do want to know and i was when i was looking at the billboard posters the other day for the half-blood prince um uh, rickman's character um is he a goodie or a baddie i can never quite make my mind up when i'm watching the films well that's uh 
Is I'm, it, is not, that, is I'm not going to really that, say because no, if, that's if, not if, down to me, is it? Yeah. I mean, that that is a question that you're you won't. To be once you that. see the next one, you will know exactly. You oh, know, okay. then it's completely revealed. Yeah. Okay. When when it when it's all done, you'll find out. Yeah. Right. So yeah. so it is supposed to be like that. I'm supposed to be wondering. Is yes. it just me having a brain yes. fart? And, and exactly. <laughs> no, no, that's right. that's the that's the question you need to be asking. Right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And uh, and you have you you said you have not read the books or you have read any of no them? And, and okay. i think that's half the problem and, and it's it's you know because i wait till the dvds come out i don't yeah. really i think if i watched all the films within a couple of weeks of each other i would get much more from it and i would enjoy it see that's an interesting interesting point too though because i i think and that's like i was saying about how i think they didn't use snape enough in this movie because there are some things especially dumbledore's attitude to snape and all of that that I think help people understand things more, and and again I think a missed a missed you mean opportunity. In, in, in the book, they do that. Yes. It, well, in the, they could yeah. have done it in the movie, in this last movie, in the Half Blood Prince. There's several times where Harry and and Dumbledore, I believe, are talking, and Dumbledore says, you know, I trust Snape and things like that. So um, I'm not going to say any more. But they there's a lot more in the book that gives you, I think, a little better feel on that. Which I think yeah. again they miss that in the movie. So, yeah, I have to agree on that part. Um, yeah, because I wonder when they make these movies, especially when they make them from such a popular book, if they try to gear the movie to like the people who read the book, or they try to do a little, they try to mix it up. Because uh, I didn't read any of the books; I haven't read any of them. And this movie was probably the most mm, difficult to follow uh, because uh-huh. there's so much that I think if they had put in, I don't know, it just seemed like a more like storyline. That's a good point. I mean, I got the same experience. Uh, yeah, I think the I last couple of was, been, but uh, yeah, I think there's a last the last couple of movies. I think there's a lot that you miss if right. you've not read the books, especially the one with uh, all of the, uh, you know, the Order of the Phoenix and everything that's going on there. There's a lot of little things you miss. So um, yeah, it's uh, the books are a lot of fun to read, easy, quick reads. So check them out. Uh, the let's move on though to something else let's talk about another movie and i am trying to go a little bit in order for the summer and i was trying to decide harry potter was out like in july uh i guess we could talk about a couple of the recent things that that have come out in in august i was thinking we could talk a little bit about i know a lot of people haven't seen it yet maybe how about gi joe (laughs) sweet go Uh joe that's right. Uh, it's probably to me the, the the movie that's gotten the most like divided uh, opinions over the summer. You know, there there seem to be people that people that really liked it and enjoyed it a lot, and then there are people that are just saying it's it's the worst movie I've ever seen. So <laughs> I, I, what? Go ahead, anyone. Rick, you want to start or? Sure, okay. I will because okay. Now I watched the cartoon. I have to admit it, and I played with GI Joes when I was a kid. You want to admit that, or do you want me to cut that part out of the? No, I played with GI Joe. Okay, I did. I well, were you running around the neighborhood with a little like green camouflage no, outfit? No, no, I, I, I had the, I had the one where he could, he could uh, go down the the track. You know, you put the string up. Oh, I okay. The country, oh, so yeah, we made yeah, him, yeah. I made him go down the string. It was awesome. I loved GI Joe, and my friends and I would play army all the time. So anyway. Andrew and I decided we were going to go see it. We heard the critics say it was horrible. Yeah. And but I I thought you know what I'm just going to go see it. I need a mindless popcorn film, and that's really what it was. We went in, we sat down, we got our popcorn, um, and the movie started. And quite honestly, from the beginning to the end, it was it. 
I didn't expect much, and so it really delivered for me because it it had all the elements that I like. It had the villains, it had the gizmos and gadgets, it had the action sequences, it had the cool suits they got into it. It had everything that it needed to have, and and even though I didn't remember all the plot lines of the stuff before, it worked for me. I thought it was really a great movie. It was just it was fun, so I liked it. All right, good, good. Next, who's who's up? Who I want to go. Go Connor Point. <laughs> Counterpoint. Go ahead, Eric. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, Rick brought up a really good point about it being a, a fun popcorn movie, and that was great for me for the first five minutes, but after that, it kind of became repetitive. I mean, it was the same old nothing going on and on and on and on, and I was like, man, when's this thing going to end? And it, it got kind of <laughs> old real fast. Uh, the biggest issues I had with it were the fact that, I mean, I was a big fan of the cartoon as a kid also, and I, I think the, the, the look of the film, the look of the characters didn't match what I was wanting to see. Anyone and, in particular or, or just the whole yeah, all of it or, or two two characters in particular. Okay. The uh, Cobra Commander and uh, Snake Eyes. Okay, yeah. I, I've heard Those, I've heard everyone talk about the whole Snake Eyes mouth thing and Yeah, that and, bugged yeah. the heck out of me. Yeah. The, the the fact that they kinda gave him that in costume, you know, he looked like he was basically gonna break into somebody's house in the movie. You know, he had like a you know, this nylon thing over his head. And and they never accept that he's supposed to be. I never because I wasn't into the cartoon, but and this vow of silence situation. But what's with the mask? Uh, you know, you you don't have to have a mask to, and, and keep your mouth shut. You know what I mean? I mean, was there? I didn't get that. I guess was there a reason he didn't want the, to show his face at all? I, uh, I never understood that either. I followed the comics a bit when I was in high school and college, and I yeah. think that what the filmmakers did was took two different backstories or histories and kind of melded them together. Okay. I mean, they had the one story that you see on the movie that says that, okay, he was, uh, he took a vow of silence because his master was killed. But I believe that uh, in the comics that uh, he got into an accident saving Scarlet's life and it disfigured him. That's why he's always covered up. Okay, yeah, they seem to have, in the movie, they seem to bring out that they were pretty close, that they kind of stuck, you know, kept each other, watched each other back or something like that, that they knew each other more than anyone else knew, you know, Snake Eyes. Right. In the comics, that kind of got the, uh, they were more than this close. They were like ex-lovers, I guess. And I think they tried to play that down in the movie so that they could have uh, the whole Jamie Foxx thing going on. Right. Did you have something, Rick, or, or somebody? Well, yeah, I was going to a- ask, at the end of the film now, this spoiler alert, everybody, on G.I. Joe, I thought I heard him break the vow of silence and say thank you. Now, I, mm. I looked at Andrew, and I said, did he just say thank you? And Andrew goes, I think he did. And, and I uh, didn't hear it myself. But then I, I heard I somebody remember, else but... said, no, he didn't break it. So I don't know if I well, No, but I thought, the vow of silence, I thought the vow of silence was, was basically uh, after um, the other guy, the guy in white, was he killed him? I thought that right. was basically released him from his vow. That's what I thought too, and that's why I thought I heard him say thank you when he got into the transport thing. Oh, because he killed so, what's his name? Shadow something whatever. And, uh, Storm, Shadow. Shadow. Storm Shadow. Storm so, Shadow. So so he knocks right. him down. He kills him. So therefore he's sort of fulfilled what he. I think he's what he, free of his his vow now. Yeah, I don't Just remember. I I couldn't tell. I mean, I, it was hard for me to hear. I didn't remember hearing anything, but... And it's not a show that I would go back and watch a second time, so I guess I'll never know. <laughs> you just go to that part in the movie, you know, rent it. I mean, one of, the, one of the things that surprised me was the relationship between Duke and uh, the Baroness, because that was never... I don't think that was ever hinted Yeah, at. that wasn't... I don't remember seeing that That was either. all new for the movie, and right? It made it, it made it interesting, but because I was... I mean, it was always, what, Destro or was it... Um, Destro? Yeah, Destro and Baroness. Yeah. 
and they, I don't know. It was just a little bit. It was an interesting twist. I mean, I thought it took away from it things a little bit, though. The fact that she was, and again, spoiler, and I'll I'll say at the beginning of the show to cover it, but the fact that she really wasn't a, a bad guy in the in the end, that she was sort well, of being that's, controlled. That's I, I thought that I, took I, a lot I, away from it myself. Yeah, they finally explained it, but through, through you know three quarters of the movie, I'm going, what? It was one she of the. <laughs> yeah, no that way. She, that she can't she, be that bad. What's the deal? And well, then yeah. Real- I just think that yeah. takes a lot of uh, away from it. I had the same problem with uh, with Wolverine. I had the same problem yeah. with the fact that the girl in that movie, who you think has betrayed, you know, Wolverine, right. is sort of being used and all of that. And, and all and they changed his that backstory situation. And I, right. I hated that the fact they changed yeah. that situation. Well, um, and too, I mean, they they basically, I mean, Cobra Commander is basically known now to be the Baroness's brother. Is that right? I mean, I guess that that's never, right. Yeah. Yeah. They, what was that? And that was never. That was just surprise. I thought there was going to be somebody coming up at the end that you never saw. It right. seemed like they tried to, to connect things a little too much, maybe in in this yeah. movie for some reason. I mean, I it, mean, it's one thing. I think I think it's safe to say there probably won't be a sequel. I'm hoping. I don't, that, know. I don't I know. I think they set it up for one. I think there's oh, a lot okay. of money. Maybe it's already low, it, it's made. It, it all comes down to you know if it's made you know got got a lot of money. I don't know what its box office is, but I think it's not, you know it's been doing okay. So uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Anyone else want to say anything about GI Joe? I'm sure Shelby. Did you run out and see that one right away? Oh, yes, I did. Oh, I was right there. I spent the night on the doorstep of the theater. There you go. That's so cool. Did you take your action figures with you? I did. Sweet. Yeah, there's only you know they you know they just needed Megan Fox in uh, GI Joe, and it would have been not, like like it would have been there would have been like geeks in the audience that would have just melted. You know, they would just it would have been like that scene in at the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark when she comes on and her little power suited. There would have been all these geeks that just melted in the audience and don't look don't look don't look indy don't look hey, is, is anyone planning to see uh megan in her in her basically her starring role what she's what's it called the horror uh, movie that vampire movie the is it is jennifer's it body or yeah. whatever yeah, thing? Like jennifer's body yeah no maybe on netflix eventually <laughs> but no, what I won't. is it called jennifer's body is that what you yeah. said yeah, <laughs> yeah. she like it goes is. out with guys and then she kills them she eats it's them. one of those like slightly better than Saturday Night Sci-Fi movies. Oh, there's that's that's saying a lot there. Oh, uh, I, I I guarantee you though that movie will be making a ton of money. I, I guarantee oh, yeah. it. I mean, oh, yeah, you've got guess. again, right. it's it's like GI Joe, and if they threw Megan Fox in there, it's like the whole kick of vampire thing right now, and Megan Fox. I mean, it, it's like. You know, there's guys out in Hollywood. They just do that with these little word things. Okay, vampires are hot. What else is hot? Megan Fox. Okay, that, that's how we can make a movie. Let's make a movie. Yeah. And the twist is she's a she's a robot in disguise. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They, that's exactly. Uh, and she and she's from wow. the future. Wow. <laughs> that that's what they do. That's how they. That's how about ninety percent of this stuff uh, gets uh, gets figured out, or how they decide what to make and what not to make. So. Uh, I mean, I like movies, and it's they're fun to see. I mean, GI Joe was was dumb fun to me. I mean, there was there oh, was yeah. some stuff I just kind of groaned about, you know. Yeah, it's it's just, it's it was like, mindless, but it was it was fun. I did yeah. think my uh, my older son had he saw it also, and he said, "This dad, this movie was just like basically Star Wars, but it was like you know with GI Joe guys. I mean, it was like you know they've got the 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 whole scene at the end when they're fighting and underwater going against the death star practically you know he expected yeah. them to have to say 
you know, like, oh, you know, stay on target, stay on target. And, and the ships are all flying around each other under the water. And, uh, uh, but, but there's, yeah, there's just a lot of that. And then they got the guy in black with the thing over his mouth and he's like going, you know, Duke, 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 why did you leave me? And all that. And he's like breathing heavy and, Oh, yeah. I, exactly. He, I expect him to say, "Oh no, I am really your father." Duke, I am your father. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm your, now he can say, I'm your, "I'm your brother." And that I mean, guy who played Duke, I, I, I'm you know, your I mean, I thought the movie was fun, but that that actor that plays Duke has got no range of of expression or emotion. You know, you know and as I was as like, I was watching, does anybody know who John Cena is? He was yeah, in this. Yeah, this yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. The, he's the yeah, he's, he's the a, former wrestler who does like kind of. He shows up in these movies now, right? Yeah, he did that the movie The Marine. I thought he would have been a better Duke. I mean, it just. Oh, he's I good. Just, I like him in the stuff I've seen him in. Yeah, yeah. He. I just watched something called um, Twelve yeah. Rounds, which yeah. was kind of a terrible movie, that. but he does a good job in it. He's a. Uh, yeah. He's got a lot of personality, and 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 he, yeah, his his range of acting. You know, here's a wrestler guy, but. And wrestling, I think a lot of those guys have to be pretty good actors. But I mean, I wonder. Yeah, Jason, Jason Stratham should have been in this one. But that guy that does Duke in the GI Joe was like, oh my gosh! I mean, come on, do something—a different expression. Eccleston was one of the highlights. I think he's one of the probably the high moments of the movie. I thought and you don't yeah, even see was, him a whole lot. I mean, he no, popped, it was unfortunate. He, but when he, you did, he was yes, he he was strong. Dennis Quaid was just kind of a I don't know. Was he trying to be bad purpose? You know, on purpose was he was just like, <laughs> come on, Joe's, you know, he's like, uh, I, thought, I thought he was a good pick for the part. It's just that I think I wish they would have used him a little more. He was just overdoing it. He was he was just like you know, oh my gosh, I, I mean. I like Dennis Quaid. I think he's done a lot of fun, good movies. Uh, but this, this in this one, I don't know. Maybe they were just trying to make him look like some cardboard cartoon general. But I don't know. He's not very good. But was it just a quick paycheck for him? It could have been. I don't. I don't know. You know what? He's all over the place. He's doing another movie <laughs> right is. now. Didn't in, they show a preview with him in the movie? He's in that movie. Uh, Kenny Legion. on the forum put up a, a link to um, that movie with the angels fighting the whatever. And there's Legion. This, yes, Legion. 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 Right. Yeah. Right. Legion. They showed, didn't they show a preview at GI Joe for that one? Uh, I think we saw a preview when we saw District Nine for. Oh, okay, um, maybe it was that. Okay. For oh, uh, Dennis Quaid again. Yeah, he's almost he's almost as good as uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Well, I think there's a rule if they one of them has to be in the movie, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, or, or it's just uh, or Megan Fox or Megan Fox, yeah. Megan Fox, Samuel L. Jackson, Dennis Quaid, all in the next Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, that sounds so. good actually. <laughs> and, Dan- and Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, I'll be wondering. It'll be interesting after they're done with Harry Potter how much, how well any of those if actors any, can, can go off any, and do other or, other things. You know, well, that, I know Emma Watson's been doing a couple of things. Um, I'm trying to remember if uh, Gint, uh, what's his name? The yeah. I think there was some movie that he did. He worked on. I, I yeah. thought I had heard. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll have a career after this. I mean, yeah. Hopefully, they won't end up 20 years from now on one of those like bad <laughs> celebrity. <laughs> Celebrity they'll reality. Be the, they'll be in the next Star Trek series. <laughs> there's, there's been some stuff on TV over here, and Reckless has been doing stuff in theater. Has he? Okay. Yeah. He's been playing with horses on stage. They'll, they'll be showing yeah. up at a convention yeah. next to Julie Newmar. Ah, oh, Julie Newmar now. <laughs> uh, Actually, I read somewhere 
that uh, of all three of the actors, uh, they were expecting Rupert Grant to have the best career after the movies are over. Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he'd say, right? That's what, doesn't he always say that? Bloody hell. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought Emma Watson's been doing a couple of things, right? I thought she had yeah, done Yeah, but movie. I've also read articles. I read some stuff when, when the new Harry Potter was out that she's also one of the ones that is... is doesn't seem to mind if she even maybe doesn't even do much acting. I mean, she's going to college and right. uh, she she state, seems yeah. to be like you know the most maybe not that the rest of them are dumb or anything, but she seems <laughs> to have a lot of uh, ambition to do maybe other things. You know, so I, I'm not so sure she's. I wonder how knows. much they get paid to do a movie. I think you can uh, find out. Maybe. You know, you, you a lot of that stuff is fairly easy to find if you go searching around online. I'm sure. I'm sure they're up to millions, you know, per movie now. Oh, each of yeah. them easily. I mean, these movies make, you know, three, four hundred million dollars. I mean, gosh, they if they're not getting millions each for each film now, they they got a bad agent. So. Uh, yeah. Wow. Can't imagine. All right. The last, uh, unless there were some ones we missed that anyone wanted to, to to talk about quickly, but I thought we could talk a little bit about District Nine. I know it hasn't been out for very long, but I, I thought it was a great movie. You know, one of the most interesting movies of the summer. A big surprise. You know, it kind of came. It wasn't really hyped a lot. All of a sudden, it was one of those... They've been talking in little whispers about it for a while, and then all of a sudden, bang, it was out, and now everyone's like saying, hey, there's a movie that's not just a popcorn sci-fi movie, but, uh, you know, Mark and I know we saw it last weekend, and I think we both liked it. Uh, anyone else want to chime in? Or, Mark, do you want to... I've, I've talked a little bit about it, oh, I think. I mean, it was, like I said, we talked about it. It's like It was probably the one, one of the more t- intense movies I've seen. I mean, it was just... Oh yeah, it's, it's. I mean, there wasn't anything really like uplifting about it, and I mean, it was in it a was way. In it, a way, it's hard to watch. It's not. It's oh, it's not very a, difficult. It's not, oh, yeah. it's not the feel-good the... movie of the summer. It's not like no. oh, the feel-good. This is the not feel-good movie of the summer, but <laughs> that doesn't the... mean it's bad. It's just yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't the gore. It was just basically the the social situation that was just really difficult to. And I knew they were. That was one of the points of the movie. Yes, um, yes. It was a big allegory. I mean, on a lot of a lot of things uh, that have happened. And I mean, if it were me, I just I don't know if I would ever would have drilled into the ship to begin with. I would just have left it alone. Oh yeah, but people, you know, human, I know. humans never do that. It's like, well, don't don't we always say that when you watch some of those like movies, like some of the bad stuff on don't Sci-Fi Saturday? Yeah, it's don't like, go in there. Okay, don't. It's really easy. Don't answer the door. Don't do this. Yeah. Don't do that. You know. Or don't go back and get it. No, no, leave it. Yeah. Is yeah. It, did Rick? You saw it, didn't you? Did you go District see District Nine? No, I have. Oh, not you didn't yet. go and see it. In, okay. In, I, I'm sorry. In I fact, I put out a thing on the my podcast that comes out today. Well, I mean, on Sunday when this one come, tomorrow. When what what is today? Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, when it comes out, I actually have a whole section on my program having people convince me to either go see it or not go see it and i list the reasons that i'm a little bit apprehensive about going oh okay and 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 so i'll be very curious of the conversation we have here today because i andrew and i both want to go see it so well you know it's like mark said that it's not an easy movie to watch and and it's certainly it's not for the people anyone who has a weak stomach or you know they're I, I, it's not like you're seeing blood and gore every five seconds, but the, the, the thing about this, you know, in a way is because it, it's so, it, it's, it's like real in a way. It's very matter of fact. Yeah. It's, it's, 
it's different when you you know you if you see like a horror movie or what they call you know like a blood because you know it's made up and because fake. it's just all right. like it doesn't mean anything but this you get sort of involved with the characters a little yeah and the story is like something you could kind of believe as long as you get get over the hump of like this big of alien right. ship showing alien, up over alien. earth but right then it then that i think makes it a little bit harder to watch in places i don't know if i'm convincing you either way but well the, it sounds like it just hits it hits home it's just yeah it's, it, it, it's it, what we might experience if you know just give well like star trek does sometimes that they get you to they they take on a an alien type of situation but it's really based in a morality type of feeling yeah i i i, I like a lot of what they were you know what they did with the movie and what they're trying to do and the kind of messages but uh I always have a little trouble with these kind of movies a little bit because, and I don't know, we were talking about something maybe on the forum not too long ago, or maybe it was even a different place somewhere, but I I, I have a little problem when people act... I, oh, I know what we were talking about, and this could, we could talk about in a few more minutes, but it was about that uh, five-part Torchwood thing. I, I just have a personal problem with people acting like complete idiots. I, I just, I, you know, or, or, or being this nasty to other things either they're whether they're aliens children other people i just personally I, I guess i mean i know there's people out there that are like that that only are out for themselves that don't but i, I just t- can't handle that sometimes very well and yeah. um but anyway that so that you have to keep in mind there's a lot of people well there's quite a few at least in this movie that you are not very nice people so yeah uh, i'm not sure again if that's <laughs> It, it, you know, for a sci-fi fan, I think you have to see this movie sometime. I mean, it's, okay, yeah. all right. Uh, unfortunately, okay. there's. You're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. You're so, piquing my uh, curiosity. So, anyone else that Eric, did you go see it yet? Oh yeah, I saw it. Okay, all right. Why don't you, why don't you tell us what you thought then? I liked it. Uh, I think you made a really good point when you said it wasn't a popcorn movie. In fact, I I didn't finish my popcorn. I started it, and once the movie got going, I kind of ended up setting it aside and yeah. throwing it away as I left the theater. <laughs> but it. It was a very engaging movie. Uh, one thing that uh, that I liked about this summer is there were so many good movies that could you come into and just have a good time with. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Star Star Trek, for example, I mean, it was a nice turn your brain off and just enjoy the ride. This one was uh, enjoyable, but not that same way. I mean, you definitely had to have your brain engaged, and you couldn't. It wasn't escapist at all. It was more like a. Uh, I can't. I don't know. It was a. Very uh, wrenching experience watching the movie to me. Oh yeah, yeah. And I kept expecting, you know, some kind of like, you know, them try to slip something in in the last few minutes. Okay, okay. Where's the big like happy ending? Or where? And again, I, I I'll throw something. I'm not going to say anything exactly, but yeah, you don't really still walk out of this movie, you know, going, oh okay, it was all resolve. right. It was all okay in the end because of this. Well, is so. it is it really is it along the lines of like racial prejudice and stuff? Is that oh yeah, it's, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I mean, basically it's, like man's inhumanity to yeah. man. Well, okay. or to to aliens. I mean, in the first right. two minutes of xenophobia. it, xenophobia. You know, the the basic plot uh, of it is that yeah. they've got these aliens and they're all cordoned off and, and sealed off from the rest of the people uh, in this area that they are keeping them in. That's called District Nine, and okay. they treat them like you know animals not even as yeah. well as animals if you know they they, they, they do just, tell. Oh, I can't tell yeah that. they're they're uh they're they're treated very poorly and you know there there's some discussion in the movie whether they they have 
doubts about you know how intelligent they are and things like this. I'm like, they're in a big freaking spaceship <laughs> over South Africa, they've and it's got yeah, it just stays up there. They've got some brain power, you know. And they made it to Earth, so there's got to be. Well, some you know, all these people they kind of bring it up a few times, you know, in the movie that well maybe they were just like it's like I can drive a car, but I don't necessarily know how it works or whatever, yeah, I mean, or, they, they or really... could fix it even. So I mean, they take the know. idea of like first contact, and kind of turn it on its ear. Where yes. like you would yeah. think like first contact, we would a lot of people would think like the aliens are here to conquer us, but it's like this movie kind of literally turned it right around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they get sort of stranded, and uh, and it, and it's just a lot of how how they're, they're being treated and all, and 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 the like Mark said, just the inhumanity of some of it. So. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot more to it. But it's 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 real interesting. It, it's definitely worth to me seeing and seeing in the theater. I think there's a different experience when you see a movie in a theater versus in you know in the comfort of your house, and you know with people and your dog sitting next to you or whatever and all. True. It, yeah, I think you'd lose a little of that. Plus, I think if, in the meantime, before it comes out, you may learn some things that might kind of spoil it. Although there's, I think you could know kind of what goes on in this movie, and I don't think it would spoil the experience. This is definitely the. <laughs> What you see when you see the movie, it isn't so much about the plot exactly. It, it's, yeah, I don't it's think there's really that many surprises in it, was there? No, not really. I, it, it's just I think it's just the experience. It's it's yeah. the now. One, I understand that they what they they was thirty million to make the movie, and it's stunning as far as the effects are concerned. Well, the effects yes. are awesome. Yes. Yeah, well, the aliens look, and I think, I'm not sure how much they're showing them in, in commercials and trailers and previews. I think they've shown them a little. They're kind of, in, mm-hmm. in, like, insect-like, and they walk around, and, and, yeah, they're all over the place in this movie. They don't shy away from it. It's not like you only see quick little shadows or glimpses, and, and they're, yeah, it's, like, unbelievable how yeah. well they some did the, with the budget. Yeah, some of the close-ups they did with the aliens talking and stuff, it was, it was pretty impressive. Yeah, and, you know, that was... There were some scenes it seemed like to me that were that were in the commercials that I didn't remember seeing in the movie. Did anyone get that or think about that? There's a scene like in the commercials I thought they were like talking to one of the aliens like Oh in yeah, a, when you're saying they want to go home. Yeah, did, did uh was that one of those Wasn't kind of trailers where they just okay, they're just giving you a taste of what the movie is, but that's not an actual scene in the movie. I don't know, maybe it was a cut part to the film any ah, maybe. Eric, did you notice that? Uh, no, I didn't. But uh, okay. that's right. I think you're right. I don't know that that caught me off guard a little bit because I I thought that that uh, I kept waiting for that part to happen. What or the interrogation scene? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, it wasn't and you never you never really see that in the movie. <laughs> so I, it was the old it was the old uh, weld the Enterprise together uh, tactic on the promo. It could eh? be. It could be. Yeah. It, ah. You know exactly. Ah. We're we're we're. I guess that there's no rule anywhere that says. Okay, here's the movie. We're only showing the trailer has to just only include. There's, you know, they can do whatever they want, uh, but uh, but yeah, it's it's. I think it's worth seeing. I mean, it, it's it's pretty intense, and uh, that uh, was there anything else anyone wanted to cover movie wise? Anything that uh, we we missed or didn't talk about? I'm tr- I was trying to go over before we started about the biggies for the summer and, and other stuff. I mean, there was a lot of other movies, a lot of other movies, not really sci-fi. Or, or fantasy or anything like that. I thought you overall... The, out, go ahead. I'm sorry. Did you check out the uh, new Quentin Tarantino movie yet? No. We're going to go in a couple of days, right, Mark? Monday or yep. something, I Monday, think? Monday, yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah, no, I'd like to see that. And uh, it looks uh, pretty intense. 
I just can't get uh, over his changing of the spelling of the words. <laughs> I, what? I, well, in, the Inglorious Bastards. He he doesn't. He spells both Inglorious and Bastards incorrectly. Right. Oh, <laughs> I never noticed that. Yeah, yeah. Well, take take a look. I, well, I, it it came up a few times because on the forum. I kept trying to see, did anyone put anything, and where, and I was searching for the... But you know how it is. Search engines don't work very good sometimes if, if you, you don't have things don't spelled spell it right. right. Yeah, it yeah. can sometimes compensate, but... Oh, yeah. But but if you put, especially if you put a couple of words in, anyway, yeah, he... And I've heard different things about that. I heard he was just trying to be cute, and, I, and there's also another movie, I guess, that has sort of connections to this in a similar story that was made back in the 70s with the same title. So uh, there was talk that maybe he changed the title because of that, but I don't know. I'm not sure the exact reason, but yeah, it's yeah. He he spells bastards with an with an e instead of an a at the end, and uh, he, he, I think he throws a u in inglorious. It's like what? So, <laughs> but yeah, that you know. uh, that movie looks pretty uh, pretty crazy, and I like his stuff. I mean, he's he's kind of a nut, you know, and. Uh, did anyone go see uh, the Time Traveler's Wife yet? Because I'd like to see that. I never read the book. Anyone interested in that one? I I think that I haven't had time yet. Yeah, I haven't had time. I haven't yet. seen it myself. I haven't I heard of that. I should say it again. I haven't had time yet. Okay, there he goes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, Eric oh, Eric Bana. Okay. Eric Bana was in like like what three or four movies this summer. Yeah. It seemed like he was like showing up all over the place too. It's a good year for taxes for him. I guess, I guess. And uh, but let's talk a little bit quickly, at least, about uh, television. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the the show that I'm enjoying the most these days. I think is Warehouse 13 on Sci-Fi. Sci-Fi. Great, great show. Sci-Fi. Sci-Fi. Yeah, yeah Rick, good. what are you, are you liking that? You are you caught up on it and everything? I, I've been watching it, and uh, I it's really good. I. I like the main actor, the guy that played in, in the most toys on T- TNG. Yep. Uh, what's his name? Kivas Fajo. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the actor's name is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Paul I think Rubik's his name is. Like yeah, I think it's Paul something. I can't remember. Rubik's, yeah. Yeah, Ru- Ruby something or the other. Yeah. It's anyway, weird. I mean, it's just a really cool show. Mm-hmm. Already on that, the show. That yeah. and Eureka is just awesome this season. Wow. Eureka's Paul great. Eureka. The thing I like about Warehouse 13 is I think the show, to me, has got a lot of more interesting little side things and, and things we're finding out. I thought it was just going to be like, okay, each week they were going to go off, try to find this little weird artifact, and then bring it right. back Art- to the warehouse. Artifact of the week program, yeah. Yeah, but they've really done a lot more with it. The characters, oh, yeah. the char- they've, yeah. given, they've given them some sort of like a little bit of backstory. And, so, and some good depth. Interesting, and, they, yep. you know, now all it sounds. Them. Yeah, well, go it ahead. sounds like they have a nemesis with this um, this James guy. Yeah, there, there's somebody from Artie's past to who is sort of out there, also kind of sort of competing with them to find these artifacts, and uh, yeah. it's it's just a real good show. And I I, I can't say you know it, it's it, give it a shot is all I can say for people yep. if you haven't had. I a read I, I read that they picked it up for next season. That's going yeah. to have a second season. So good, that's great. Good, yeah. that's great. That's great news. I'm happy to hear that. And. Uh, I really like the actors too. The main three are, are just really work well yeah. together, and uh, it's got a good vibe to it. And it's not, you know, again, it's not too light, but it's not too serious. I think they got a good a good balance uh, about yes. that. Good, good it's stories. A, yeah, it's a fairly open palette. I mean, they can really do quite a bit with it. 
Yeah. Um, yep. And they can still kind of catch up. You know, now we're getting some history and then getting some background to Artie. And uh, I would think the other the other characters probably have some sort of background stories too uh, that they'll probably they can probably touch yeah, on. Yeah, like they they they've hinted at it, but they've never told us everything about like Micah. She's got that this guy that died, I guess, or, or yeah. some old boyfriend yeah. that used to be in the Secret Service with with her, and she yep. kind of blames herself a little bit. They've never gone into all that, and then something about Pete and his dad and stuff. And uh, yeah, and it's. it's it's a good show, real good. It's on Sci-Fi, yeah. I think at least here. Have you guys had a chance in the UK to get that yet, or do you have you heard anything about when you'll get that? Eighth uh, of September. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's not too bad. It's getting yeah. closer. It seems like with the, uh, you know, both shows from the US going to the UK and, and vice versa. I also heard that 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 they're trying. They're going to try very hard to have the Doctor Who stuff come out almost you know not quite at the same time but a lot closer than they've been able to do in the past where we've gotten it like you know months and months later uh i'm not sure when that's going to begin if that's going to you know with after these last movies come out and then have you guys heard anything like that i think bbc america are, sh- are going to be showing it aren't they yeah i believe so but we used to still even with that tim we would have like a big delay sometimes and and like they did that with um with Torchwood, with that five-part Torchwood series, it showed up over here pretty quickly within uh, a couple of weeks. I think of it airing first uh, in the UK. So it was, you know, again, it used to be like six months, maybe more. Before what channel? Between. What channel was it on? Uh, BBC America. Uh, okay, I don't get that. Uh, yeah, you got to get, you know, whatever, you know, if your cable system can get that or whatever package you have to get. But yeah, it'll. Right. Uh, it doesn't just show on the normal, you know whatever so sci-fi doesn't or sci-fi doesn't pick it up no i don't know what the situation is with that if if they're getting first dibs and then maybe sci-fi or whatever will get it later on like I, you know with like maybe doctor who will be like that i'm not sure who has what or or which show they should be i mean it's a bbc show so you'd expect bbc america to uh, yeah i mean they got to show something right it's called bbc america <laughs> they, yeah. if everything goes to sci-fi or whatever and uh well but uh, yeah, so that's that's nice that they've been able. And the cool thing, at least for you know personally for me, is I can get that that channel is uh, is HD for me on on Comcast. So how cool! Yeah, <laughs> I was so excited when uh, I think it was like during the last season of Galactica when all of a sudden I turned on my my TiVo one night or something like that, and all of a sudden I had uh, like some new new channel has been added to your lineup. It'll tell you. And it was Sci-Fi Channel in HD, and I'm like, oh my gosh! I'm like, I probably would have wet my pants right there. I think I did a over. little, but I, I. Well, you know, when you have a, a large TV and, and you and it's HD, well, and you start seeing like a few shows in HD, and then you have to watch something that's not HD. It's like you feel like you're blind. I'm like, I can't watch this stuff anymore. It's only filling the picture up, you know, yay big. And even when I try to stretch it, that's not quite right and all that. And then you see, you know, again, it's slowly, you know, most of the stuff I think that I watch now, I I can get it some way in HD. I mean, even some of the, like, cartoons and stuff are showing up that way. So uh, it's nice that, I, you know, they're finally, hey, uh, they're pushing everyone to get HD broadcasting and HD TVs and, like, okay, I'm still watching this, like, old crappy 4x3 TV on, you know, in poor resolution. I can't imagine a cartoon looking any better in HD. 
That that would be me. Well, it I'm does fill up the screen like though. Like four by three TV. I found there's this new. It's called. Uh, I found it the other day. Disney. I think it's like a Disney XD or something on my on cable, and they're wow. showing uh, the spectacular Spider-Man cartoon in <clears> HD, <throat> and it fills up the screen. It's not like it's stretched or anything like that. So it's it's kind of cool, and I I just I, after a while it is spoiled. You know, you start to watch enough shows that way and even dvds and things gets you know expanded to that size and yeah. then when you have to go back to watching something you know in, a, in all cropped down it, it's just like ah uh, yuck <laughs> i just wonder when they're gonna actually discontinue the other the old channels you know right now i got i can get sci-fi in just normal or hd and i just figure at some time in the future they can actually just discontinue the uh I think it's going to be a long time. I mean, with cable systems, it's not like broadcast. You know, broadcast they 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 shut it down. I mean, they're they're shut down now here. Right, right. At least, but for cable, it's 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 a different story. So I'm not sure how long. It's going to be a while. Uh, what else? TV wise, we, we talked. We didn't talk too much about Eureka, but that's also on Sci-Fi on Fridays. That's always fun to watch. It, I, I think that. it's I think it's gotten better. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I miss Stark. You know, I miss I miss the bad guy. Yeah, he was he was a very he was a very big part of that show. I, it's really funny how much yeah you think well, about it. Well, they don't him. really have you know they they had that woman who kind of ran the place who was kind of a bad yep. guy, and they had mm-hmm. Stark, and uh, and now they don't have really anyone as a no, as like a, a bad guy. So no. you, you got to have you know your heroes or your your characters need kind of i mean they can have things that happen that they have to solve and problems and right bring in kind of somebody who's sort of a bad guy each week but i, I kind of miss that idea of sort of an overall thing uh, but anyway and you know, I, I'm, I feel kind of feel sorry for that that lady who the actress who plays kim because it's like we're gonna bring it yeah. back and they're gonna kill you and we're gonna yeah. bring it back and we're gonna kill you again oh <laughs> oh hold on oh, who, who, who's kim kim uh, of the week it's Kim of the Week. Oh, what's, oh right. what's, right. we um, haven't got that bit yet. We haven't had that yet, so I don't want to know. Eureka. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, she's just a character that was in like <laughs> the <fine>. early. <laughs> oh, it's not the sister, is it? Episodes or two. She was no. Henry's, uh, Henry's girlfriend. Girlfriend, right? yeah. yeah. Oh, right. That she was from the last season, wasn't she? Right. She's the Asian lady from yeah from uh, Henry's past, and and they sort oh, of have brought right. her back. Uh, Oh, so, I see. Oh, right. In okay. a tricky way. With a little but, twist. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about a main character. <laughs> Always with a twist. Yeah. but uh, Always. In Eureka, everything's got a twist. But I, well, I, I kept thinking they were going to bring Stark back in some way, too, even. You, it's not over yet. No, no, it's not. Well, you know where, and here's my another little segue, and I don't know how much we can talk about this because it's a pretty, um, we may have to change the rating of the podcast, but. He is that actor. I don't know the actor's name, but the the guy who played Stark on Eureka is now has been showing up on HBO's True Blood TV show. He's a he's a vampire on there, like everyone is these days. It's like what a pain in the neck. Oh, where's the <laughs> drum? There we go. All right. Oh, bad. Yeah. So he he's uh, he's the, and he's got kind of like this. This uh, Texas kind of accent—it's—it's it's pretty funny because I don't think he—he he, he kind of slips in and out. And uh, you know what I wanted to say about that show is I'm not sure how many here watch it, but the—the uh, the thing that I just found out—I don't know why I didn't know about this sooner—but the the main guy in there who plays the vampire Bill, who's the actor's name is Stephen Moyer, he's—he's uh, he's from the UK. 
Do you guys have you guys uh, seen him and stuff over there, Stephen Moyer? Uh, no. Got a, got a great last gonna... name. <laughs> yes, he does. But he's this—he's uh, he, a vampire that's sort of from the south, so he has to sort of do this southern accent on the show because he's—he was a vampire from about 200 years ago, around the time of the Civil War and all this, and he talks very kind of even old-fashioned southern. But he and I saw him on Conan O'Brien, and he's—he's he's British, Conan <laughs> and, it, and it just. It freaked, freaked me out. It just, like, I was like, that's weird. That's just strange to hear. It's like when Hugh Laurie, who, who plays on House, when Talks I hear him. Normal. Yeah, when I hear him speak, uh, it's like, that's weird. That's just weird. <laughs> Ugh. And the, um, but that's a fun show, True Blood. I mean, it's not for the kids or for people or whatever. It's gotten pretty racy this season especially, but um, I'm enjoying it. And Anna Paquin is really good on that show. I really like, uh, he's come a long way from playing Rogue in the X-Men movies. Anyone else want to talk about that one? Eric, do you watch that? Yeah, actually I've been watching it. Uh, it's a pretty good show. I like it better than the first season, actually. The first one I kind of... Yeah, this season has got a lot of stuff going on. I mean, there's a lot of different little stories you know, happening at the same time. And that's what I kind of like about it. You know, it's yeah. it's everyone's off kind of doing this little thing and that, and maybe they're going to start connecting them up a little bit. But it's uh, it's a fun show. It's uh, well, it, from what I understand, it's actually a lot better than the ill-conceived beginning parts called False Blood, which was a completely different show. <laughs> uh, oh, I just it. I was trying to see where that train was going, and I didn't. Sorry, I couldn't Sorry. find it. <laughs> isn't that one? Isn't that uh, series supposed to take place in Louisiana? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, and I don't know if the name of their little uh, Bonton or something is where it's. I guess is that a real town? I think. Uh, no, uh, I'm from Louisiana. And is that not a real <laughs> all town? Of these, all of these Hollywood. I think they do film some of it down there. Are so completely wrong. Off the wall. <laughs> well, the place they the, if you you know get a chance to, if you see an episode you don't see ever much of this. It's like there's this bar. You see that, and a, a couple of people's houses, but you you just wonder where most of this is going on. You know, it's it's it. You don't ever see much of a town really, and, and sometimes they have to go off what they call into the city, but it's then they just go into some wherever. But I think they do film some of it down there at least. That, but uh, yeah, it's to, go ahead. I may have to watch it on uh, Netflix. So yeah, it's not for the squeamish or anything like that. There's uh. There's some nudity, blood and gore, language, the whole nine yards. It's on cable. On, uh, well, not on cable, just it's HBO. Uh, so they And they've kind of amped that up quite a bit in the second season. Do you think that too, Eric? Yeah, it's amped up a little bit, but they the story is a lot more engaging also, though. True, you know, true. I, yeah, it's not it, – it, it works for the show. I don't think that they're – it's just not – they're just not throwing it in there. I mean, you, you, I think if, they, if you pulled back on some of that, it, it would – it would lose a lot. So, I mean, they're, they're vampire things all over. They're going to do a, I think the CW is having a vampire, like vampires in high school TV show this vampire fall. Vampire 90210. All right. Yeah. Is, 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 uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, you know, I might watch an episode, give it a shot. I, I always say give it a chance, but uh, they're doing a show, I think, this fall. Uh, so it's, yeah, everyone, all of a sudden, it's going to be like uh, 
on every show, everyone's going to say, "Oh yeah, I'm a vampire," and every every show. <laughs> and what's gonna... that? What's that called? Nine zero two one positive O positive uh, or something like that. Uh, Where's the drum? Where's the drum? Oh, oh sorry. Okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so anyone else? How... Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. The the last TV show I wanted to talk just a little bit about was that uh, the new astronaut space drama thingy, uh, Defying Gravity. That's on ABC Sunday night. ABCs. I, I is that when it is? I, I want to see it and I haven't seen it. And you've been talking about it. And I'm been, oh, I gotta see those. Oh, can I, I thought get them you online? Were. I thought that no, can you. I, can uh, I, get I believe if you go to ABC, maybe they they have reruns. ABC.com. Oh, okay. I think good you can because get I really want to see that. Yeah, the it's basic the, the the premise is it's about fifty ish years in the future, and there's this uh, mission to the planets that's going on, but. Uh, these astronauts are off on this deep space mission and a lot of weird and strange things have been going on and, and <coughs> it's you know I don't want to say too much it's only been on about uh, three or four weeks now but it's it's pretty interesting and uh, you know it's kind of a space drama with, with some strange things going I'm not sure what the deal is with is this going to be on for like you know a month or two and then depending on how the ratings go is it going to be a full show on the, in the fall or what um Oh, Eric just sent a note that you can find it on Hulu.com also. So. Awesome. You it's demand. Got a very, all right, man. It's got a very uh, 2001 kind of feel to it, too. Yeah, it's, they try to keep the science to a degree, you know, fairly real. I mean, they, 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 they at least talk about why they're able to walk around on the ship and look like they have gravity. There, there's an explanation for stuff like that. and, and uh, But, it, you know, it's a lot about... Uh, a little bit about the relationships between the different characters and the way they do the show is it sort of goes with both flashbacks to about five years ago when they were all kind of training for the mission and then it shows them in the present as well so they 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 throw these little bits of flashbacks to kind of you know it's a tricky way to kind of have you learn more about the characters and everything over time rather than okay somebody just staying you know standing there and talking about whatever and it's it's a fun show. I like it so far. Is it set in the future a little bit? Yeah, like about okay. 50 years, 2050 or 2060 something it's supposed to be, I think. Okay. Anyone, Eric, what what else do, can we say about this? Uh, I really can't say much more without spoiling it, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean there there are some things that they are that are going on that that we don't, you know, we don't even know about there that they've been hinting at and strange little phenomena and stuff like that so that the crew even doesn't know about thanks for the page i got there's all four episodes there i can watch awesome yeah and the you know the actors most of them you've probably seen maybe here or there there's no huge stars in it uh i guess the one main guy ron livingston he's in the office space movie he's done other tv shows uh he's he's one of the main astronauts on the show it's a good it's a good show though it's fun don't touch the airlock dave well kind of yeah they're they're <laughs> yeah their ship has already had some issues and some problems and that was kind of like you know last week's episode was a lot about that but so cool. do they have to fill out pps reports every week or <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe yeah we're gonna Watch need you to red. come in and uh, a little extra yeah 
Oh, speaking yeah, of red shirts, did, did people? That's another Warehouse 13. If you if you aren't watching that, they've had a lot of Star Trek references in that. Oh, that, show. that red shirt reference was great. Oh, it was great. The two main characters who are the Secret Service agents that go out on the missions, um, Artie, who's sort of their handler, who sends them out to collect the artifacts. He he sends them out on this mission, but he sometimes he doesn't tell them a lot. And, and, and the, the woman agent, she's kind of a little annoyed at that and not getting everything from him. And, and, and she says this, she has this line in the last episode. She says, Artie's just treating us like a bunch of red shirts. And her partner, Pete, turns to her and he, he's like, that is so cool that you know what that means. Or, or, <laughs> I think I have that line. <laughs> I think I have that scene wrong. I think he says it or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, he says it and then she responds. And She's, like, oh, she that says, is just so cool. Yeah, it's so cool that you know what that means. And then I think the week before, the the young Claudia character that's on the show now, she she referred to herself as like uh, Warehouse 13, the next generation, and she flashes the little Vulcan <laughs> salute on the yeah, show. Yeah, I saw that. I thought that was awesome. So, uh, you know, there's definitely people working and writing that show that are into into Trek, which is always kind of fun. So, uh, little, little I like stuff. to say this. Who's not into Trek nowadays? Yeah, I know. <laughs> really? Sweet. True. True. It's, it's uh, yeah. It's coming. It's, cool. it's coming up, making a comeback. Yep. Can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't bloody stand it. Bloody Star Trek is everywhere. <laughs> Pretty soon, they're going to be milk cartons with Spock on the side of them, and you know, there's already cereal boxes. Come on, yeah, cereal boxes now have ears in them, and yeah, right. you know, it's funny when you get these these like promotions. Like I'm still seeing like yeah, the cereal, the Pop Tart boxes, and all that, and these, yeah. they're like, hey, if you buy this box of Pop Tarts, you can get a free movie pass to see Star Trek. I'm like, it's like uh, what the next one? Yeah, it's. I think that what they do is have large warehouses full of product. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and they. Like try to estimate, okay, how many of these can we sell before the movie yeah. is out of theaters? I don't know. Boy, there must be that's their people's jobs. They just do that. They try to say, okay, you got to make like a million boxes of, you know, Lucky Charms, yeah. and and that'll sell am, within this many weeks. And I am so looking forward to the the DVD of Star Trek coming out. That's gonna be so awesome. Yeah, I think that uh, could put me over the edge for Blu-ray finally, but uh, in November. It comes- it comes out on my birthday. That's my birthday present for myself. All right. All right. That's yeah. awesome. Good. Yeah, my birthday's in around that time, too. So, when does it uh, come out? November 22nd or 11th? Or? I think it's the, the 17th. Yeah, the 17th, yeah, right. Yeah, the, 17th, okay. You know, good timing for the holiday season and all of that. And uh, it's over uh, here. Over here, because I've pre ordered it and I get the. If I ordered it, um, I get it for fifteen quid and a free copy of the Countdown comic. Oh, that's Ooh. good. That's good. Yeah, nice. So get Do you on get it, it in November too? Yeah. Is that when it's coming out, Tim? Or is it November yeah, for yeah, you? Same, same okay. date. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Well, at least they can figure out how to do DVD releases at the same time, I guess. But that's helpful. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything else anyone else has been watching, doing, whatever that you want to talk about, and then we can just chit chat casually and. Well, like we've been formal so far, but yeah. <laughs> I have something really cool going on tonight that I'm going to share with all of you guys. Uh, do it, gals. do it, share it. Do you it, ready do for it. this? They have showing at an old theater over in Hoquim, which is not too far from my house. Uh, they have a showing of Back to the Future Two on the big screen. Oh, cool! And I saw wait. that on your Facebook. And it gets saw- even cooler because the DeLorean Club, who has a yeah. bunch of those DeLorean cars are driving there and they're going to park in front of the theater so oh, I'm going i expect a lot of camp. photos yep i'm going tonight 
great. Oh, that that's great. awesome. Lucky. Five bucks. It's only five bucks to see the movie. Oh. That's what. I, it, that's just cool when they do that kind of stuff. I, I love it. You know, I they, love. It. They showed Wizard many... of Oz last month. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I, I put something on the forum. There's, uh, in September, there's a lot of theaters that are showing The Wizard of Oz around the country. Right. A lot of That's theaters cool. for its 70th anniversary from, you know, 1939, 2009. And yeah. you can watch, you know, and a lot of people, of course, have never seen that in a movie theater. And it's, Well, my uh, son, Andrew, Andrew's never seen Back to the Future on a big screen, so this could be really cool. Yeah, He's going to really like that. Yeah, that, it's nice, you know, anything like that, older movies, you know, it's always fun to see that stuff when it's, you know, it, there's a whole different experience, even if you've got a big, nice TV in, in yeah. a movie I got theater. to see Wrath of Khan in that very same theater when it came out. And oh, so yeah. This yeah. is kind of cool to go back, real nostalgic. Cool. It's nice that it's still there, you know, everything seems yeah. these days is just being like, you know, it, demolished or destroyed and just, well, it's a, you know, It's a really abandoned. cool it's an old, really cool old theater that ha- actually is done in like a Spanish type of theme, and the the ceiling actually has stars. They poked holes in the ceiling, and uh, and the lights shine through it like stars. So when the lights go down, it's like oh, sitting that's outside. Great. That's that great. is pretty cool. Hmm. I'll take pictures of that for you too. Cool. That's that's super. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up. I just want to uh, everyone hang on the line, but I just want to thank everyone for coming here today to uh, talk about movies, TV, and and all the rest and. Uh, Thanks, everyone, and uh, we'll end the Skype call. This will be the podcast for tomorrow, and then you'll all get all those residuals for years to come from all the the money this will make. <laughs> right. <laughs> Actually, I have a little thing to say about that after we're done that I'll probably mention briefly at the beginning of the show and clip it in, but uh, something, an email that I got. So, uh, all right, thanks, everyone. Hang on. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks. Goodbye. Keep you right here. Big thanks today to Shelby, Eric, Mark, Mike, Paul, Rick Moyer, King Linkser, and Tim for joining me on the Skype call. Tune in next week for a special guest cast about the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. See you then.